Hello, and welcome from Kalamaw. I'm Pastor Jerry, and I'm glad you're checking us out today. You know, I'm super excited about our uh, sermon series, Words of Life. We've been uh, covering this for the last several weeks, and, and it just there's been so much, so many insights we've gained from this. It's just just great. And today we're we're wrapping up this series, uh, putting together how all of these words help us in in today's chaotic, crazy world, right? Words that give us meaningful help and guidance so we can enhance our joy and our satisfaction in living. And I do believe that God wants us to live happy, joyful lives in these crazy times. He gives us these words of life to guide us into happier, more joyful lives. So stay tuned as we dive into today's message. Can you use good advice? Now, when I was younger, I would, you know, I'd resent anybody telling me to do something or, or sometimes even somebody just offering f friendly advice, it's, you know. But as I've gotten older, I've, I've grown to really appreciate guidance. You know, somehow adulthood for me didn't come with all the answers to life. You know, I kind of thought it would, you know, you're gonna, when you're an adult, you'll know everything, right? Well, it hadn't worked out that way for me anyway. You know, so it's like starting some kind of project or adventure that, that we've, that's new to us. We haven't done it before, right? Well, it's kind of nice to know what we're going to be looking for. What's, that, uh, what's the objective? What's that end, end result look like? And then also knowing ahead of time what the watch outs are, right? So that maybe we don't make every mistake that's possible to be made. You know, I'm raising my hand on that one too. You know, now sometimes we like to go it alone without any guidance, you know, and we just want to. You know, usually those experiences take a lot more time and have plenty of bruises and scrapes along the way. Well, going through life is much the same way, right? We can go it alone or we can get guidance from good and wise sources. Sources that have proven track records, perhaps like parents or grandparents, aunts or uncles, maybe experts in, in that particular area that we need help with, right? Well, we're wrapping up our series on the words of life, words that are the best advice that is available to us, words that come from the most trustworthy of sources, and that is God the Father and Jesus our Lord and Savior. So our opening questions this morning to kind of get us started is, what are some examples of good advice in your life? And then, on the other side, how about when have you wished that you had gotten some good advice before you just dove into something? Let's take a moment and, and then quickly review the, the words of life. In my mind, they can kind of be divided into two groups. There are three of them, uh, three of the ten, that, that deal with our relationship with God. Then there's six that deal with our relationship with others. Now, I think it's interesting that all of these commandments or words of life deal with relationships, right? And what I found even more surprising is that more of the ten commandments deal with our relationships with others than with God. Well, you might be thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's only nine, three here, six there, that, there's only nine, there's ten, right? 
Well, we'll talk about that, that, that one later. But first, let's get into the words of life relating to God. Believe in one God, do not worship idols, and use the Lord's name with reverence. You know, for me, I think it makes it more meaningful when I remember that God desires a warm and intimate relationship with us. You know, much like a marital relationship, right? So to just take just a, a moment in, your, in the back of your mind and think about those words in, in a marital relationship, like believe in one spouse, if you will, don't worship other spouses, and then use their name with reverence and love and caring right? And so that's all part of a warm, loving, personal, and intimate relationship, right? And that's the kind of relationship that God desires with us. Now, the Apostle Paul framed it as a parent-child relationship. Again, warm and intimate, but perhaps a child-parent uh, relationship uh, example, you know, better reflects God as being bigger than we are. So here's the Apostle Paul's words. This comes to us from Romans 8, starting at verse 15. You, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Now, these are some very strong words, strong words describing our relationship with God. And now let's take a, a look at the second group. Now, this group is dealing with our relationship with others. So hear these words. Honor your father and mother. Respect human life. Don't murder. Respect intimacy. Do not commit adultery. Never steal. Truth always, don't bear false witness, and don't crave other people's stuff. You know, in our earlier messages in this series, we, we looked at each one of those as, as we explored deeper meanings. Because on the surface, we could say, well, I haven't killed anybody, I don't steal stuff, and I don't do this. But when we go deeper, there's, 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 there's more meanings. For instance, on the surface, do not murder. Well, that, that seems pretty easy, at least for most of us. You know, we haven't killed anybody. But when we take it deeper and we include our thoughts and even our harsh words, how about the single finger salute when somebody cuts us off in traffic or takes that prime parking spot, right? Well, when we take these words to their deeper meaning, we transform our relationships with others to a new level. The words about adultery, when taken deeper, guide us to respect any situation where we are entrusted with someone's confidence. And when I think about these deeper meanings, it does reinforce my thinking that, that God doesn't lay down this arbitrary set of rules, but rather he has developed this list of good advice on how to live our lives in a better way. And not only how it improves our lives, but it improves the lives of, of those around us. And in so doing, makes the world a better place for everyone and reinforces that warm, trusting relationship that we have with God. And so that brings us up to our next discussion questions. And that is, what do you think about thinking of the Ten Commandments as good advice 
that enrich our relationship with God. And then the next discussion question is, most of these words of life are about our relationship with others, right? How does that observation impact your thoughts? Now, there was one of the words of life that I wanted to save for last, and that is, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, for me, that commandment is a striking example of how Jesus helps us understand God the Father's will for us. He takes what has been said and he brings it into better understanding, better meaning for us. So when Moses went up the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments from God, this was to set up a relationship, uh, an agreement, a covenant, if you will, between God and his people. We call this the Old Covenant or the Old Testament. And in that agreement, our responsibility was to keep God's command and he would be our God. Well, history demonstrated that God's people were not able to keep their end of the bargain. So God sent his son to us. Now hear these words. This comes from John chapter three, starting at verse 16. For God so loved the world, that's us, that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, and I think this is the best part, God didn't send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Now, these are strong words of love and commitment. And it also tells us why Jesus came to us. He came to save us. Just like Moses going to the mountain defined the old covenant with God, Jesus coming to earth defines the new covenant, the new agreement. And in that new covenant, it, it, it doesn't focus so much on rules, it's just simply believe in Jesus and be saved. All right, so you're saying, hey, wait a minute, what's that got to do with the Sabbath, right? Well, when Jesus came to earth, he helped us to better understand God's will for our lives. He took those 10 commandments from being rigid rules and helped us to understand them as helpful words of life. So think of them as good advice, but important advice to help us live into our deeper loving relationship with God. Well, Jesus took these 10 commandments and he distilled them down in two, into two. This comes to us from Matthew chapter 22, starting at verse 37. He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And then he threw in this one. He said, and the second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he caps that up off by saying, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So he's saying that everything that God gave Moses in the Ten Commandments is wrapped up in those two commandments. Well, when he did that, he also brought a deeper insight into the Sabbath day. Now, here's what the Old Covenant says, just, just for history, I guess. Exodus chapter 20, starting at verse eight. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, neither you, your son, your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident or the homeless person uh, in your towns, and therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it or made it holy. Well, two things seem clear to me. First, 
God wants us to have a day of rest for our well-being, but he also wants that to include those who we have influence over, you know, our friends, our, our, our family. Um, and I think if, if, if I'm honest, we think going to the store when we don't need to. I mean, we're influencing somebody else to have to work rather than having a day of rest. But the second thing is the focus of this day of rest is to honor God and his creation. But Jesus took these words and brought a deeper insight into the Sabbath day. Now this comes from Mark chapter two, starting at verse 27. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Okay, so he took words and he brought them into a clearer focus. And what he did is he changed the focus from being strictly on obeying God to good advice on how we should live our lives. Yes, we need that day of rest. Yes, the rest of our family, our servants, those around us, those that we have impact on, they need their rest. And yes, it's a great time to take that quiet time, that quality time, and talk with God and spend quality time with God. And that brings us up to our closing discussion questions. Can you use good advice? That is, are the words of life helpful for you? And then, how will these words of life transform you into a better person? You know, I think one key thought for us to keep in mind when we think about these words of life is how does God look at us? You know, it's not about abstract rules printed in black and white. It's not about trying to do the minimum to get by or to manipulate the system. It's about our heart. God desires our heart and he wants all of our heart. And God sees what's in our heart as we consider the words of life. Trying to get by by the minimum is not what God desires for us. And so we need to continually strive to live into the deeper meanings of the words of life so that we can be more fully be the holy and adopted children of God. Praise be to God. Amen. And that brings us up to our prayer challenge today. And take that five minutes and just stop, crowd, stop the noise out, push the noise out, right? And think about God's words of life. Love God, love others, and think of it as good advice, right? And then take a moment and explore the deeper meanings, how it's not just the letter of the law, but what's in our hearts. And, and then think about how we can do better and talk with God, talk with God, ask him for guidance and strength to more fully live into his words of life. And then thank God for his love for us and the gift of his son, Jesus. And whatever you do, talk with God often. I hope that you found this message to be helpful. If you would like more information, please reach out. You can put a comment in the chat box for this post. You can call or text me at 517-588-8415. You can always use the Calmo online connection card to touch base and say hi. And that's at calmochurch.org forward slash connect dash with dash Calamo. Let us know what you think. And now, would you please have a moment of prayer with me? Dear Heavenly Father, 
We thank you so much for your love for us, that incredible love that we can't possibly begin to understand. And Lord, we thank you for your awesome words of life. And Lord, we pray that you help us take those words of life to heart and try to live into their deeper meanings. And Lord, we pray that you continue to reveal the power and presence of the Holy Companion to help guide us on our way. We pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I'm your neighbor, Jerry, pastor at Calmo Church. Have a great day, have a great week, and bye for now.